for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special, two very special guests. Well, one collective, two guests. You'll figure it out. We have a ghost town remedy. How's it going today, guys? Going well. Going well. Going well. So, my name's TJ. I play guitar and uh, sing. I'm, I'm Steve, and I play drums, and I also sing. Awesome. So. Awesome. All right, cool. Thank you. Thank you for self-introducing yourselves. It saved uh, saved us a step or two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so you guys are currently based in Nashville, but you met in Virginia, correctly? Like that's where the band got yeah, started. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Is. So it's it's kind of a long story, but I'll do the short version. Is like we used to be a folk band. We we used to sound like Mumford and Sons. That doesn't happen anymore. Uh, but up in Virginia, like we first started the band, it was kind of folky. Uh, around 26, 2016, I moved to Nashville. I convinced Steve to come down to, he was off in Portland, Oregon. And, uh, all, and then we met up with uh, Rich, who's on bass, and then Jordan, who plays lead guitar. And uh, they also just happen to be from Virginia also. It's, okay. it's crazy. It was like four Virginia dudes that all met up in nashville yeah awesome it's weird how that works right yeah i'm glad you said portland oregon because for some reason i thought you said steve was often poor uh, yeah. <laughs> and i, I mean, was just like wrong. i was like <laughs> wow that, that's just very upfront okay this, <laughs> that's where the podcast is going um, oh that, that's awesome so um tj you were kind of the first person to end up in nashville then is that kind of what i'm picking up um, well, actually, Rich Rich already lived here okay. for a while, uh, and he uh, our bassist. So he he already lived here. I want to say like I think Jordan was here two or three years. Before. Maybe about the same time you. Yeah, were. and Jordan might have moved down around the same time. Um, but I didn't know him until I moved down here. So yeah, okay. and I was last. And we all just happened to be from, like, the same exact area, like, Northern Virginia. Like, we all lived, like, 30 minutes apart. Yeah. Okay. It, it was just crazy it. happenstance. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's so. – you know, that's funny. It happens a lot more routine – or more regularly because when I was living out in New Mexico, a similar situation happened to me where I met three dudes that lived within 30 minutes of where I grew up, and it's like – Yeah. That's out insane. here in New Mexico, what do we – like – in Roswell, nonetheless, you know, so right. wow. it, it happens quite frequently. So, what are the chances, man? Yeah, small I, world. Yeah. <laughs> so, first off, I want to thank you all so much for jumping on the podcast. Um, and before we jump in too deep into everything that's going on, because we've got a crazy, all kinds of craziness going on. Um, let let's get a little bit about your background. What originally got you into music and i guess we could start with tj 
All right. Um, so I, I think I originally got into music from my dad. Um, he, like not a lot of people, like are fortunate enough to have parents that support them playing music. Mm-hmm. So to me, that was a really big deal. And he was just kind of mainly playing a lot of Southern rock. So I kind of grew up listening to like Leonard Skinner, Molly Hatchet, uh, 38 Special, and like all that stuff. And then he eventually started showing me bands like Metallica or like Boston and stuff. And to me, like Boston is where I really started picking up the uh, like harmonized guitar leads and stuff. And then um, that, that had a big influence on me. So, and I started playing guitar when I was like 13 because my dad just randomly out of nowhere just bought a guitar and it just like ended up at our house i was like what is this <laughs> like so and the rest was history i guess <laughs> but uh my first instrument was actually trumpet so i'm a, I'm a band geek at heart yeah we both are <laughs> <laughs> yeah um then let's see i also came my family is very music based my dad played guitar my mom sang a whole lot my brother played trombone uh i had a cousin that taught himself how to play drums and at some point around when i was like eight my my parents knew i wanted to play drums and my cousin gave me his first drum set which i i don't know why they agreed to that but (laughs) (laughs) so I, i got a drum set and i started taking lessons um when I was eight, then when I went to middle school, uh, my band, I wanted to be in band, but my band teacher wouldn't let me play drums because I knew too much. So he was <laughs> like, all right, you, you can pick anything else. So <laughs> my brother played trombone. He had some at the house. I was like, well, I'll just do that too. And so I played trombone throughout all of middle school and high school. Um, picked up guitar and bass in there somewhere, and I started playing in a band in high school and so I went back to drums for that and that's when I fell in love with playing live shows and pretty much have done that ever since. So basically we had all the uh the ingredients to make a ska band but we did <laughs> like we, we we missed out on the opportunity. I mean not really you can always <laughs> we, we can always go back to it. <laughs> you can always introduce the trumpets or the horn section yeah i'll hop on trumpet you get the the bone oh man my chops <laughs> it's, it's been a minute yeah that's funny oh uh, so is it fair to assume that you guys play a lot of video games oh yeah okay. oh yeah D- just running i saw the top of your shirt i didn't even see the bottom i was sitting here before you guys jumped on i was looking over like your popular singles on spotify and i was like 360 no scope geez yeah. land party geez i wonder if these guys were video games nah no no nah, we're no nah, we're, we're no, <laughs> we probably play too much video games yeah it's uh, it's seeping it's seeping into the songs <laughs> yeah it's cool oh uh, so you guys just uh released therapy correct because you're getting ready to do the music video is that that's the music video you're getting ready to do? uh therapy therapy is already out so yeah. uh yeah we yeah so within the last two months we released therapy and holy hangover okay and then uh the music video that we're releasing uh 
next week is or no next week two weeks two, my yeah two my weeks yeah weeks are all messed up but uh it's a lesson in shape-shifting okay so yeah that's that and that song is going to be out on this coming friday so okay gotcha if you have if you if you're listening to the stream if you haven't followed us on spotify go do that yeah please so. do that yeah, I was just because of what the content of the uh, what we were talking about earlier with what you're uh, getting or for the um, music video of people uh, sending in videos to help promote mental health. I just I saw therapy and I was like, oh, that must be what it's for. And yeah, oh uh, yeah, because yeah. that makes well, a lot of sense. But, turns out we have multiple songs about depression. Yeah, and <laughs> there's several. Yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> this is the serious one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. but um, without getting too dark or anything like that, the song that's coming out on Friday was a song that I kind of wrote following uh, my my younger brother committed suicide back in uh, 2014. So I ended up writing that song. And uh, I just thought, like, for the video, it'd be really cool to have, like, kind of like a collaborative type of thing and just mm -hmm. bring in everybody to hear other people's stories about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, have, we haven't really done one like this yet. So we're always trying to do something new with every music video where we're not just repeating ourselves. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah. And, you know, I really appreciate musicians that shine a light on mental health because it's something that gets glossed over all the time especially yeah. in the music business like for sure for whatever reason nobody wants to touch it or you know i don't i don't know but yeah, yeah it's kind of weird because i feel like music is at least for me personally it's like my way of coping with it and Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of musicians, it's the same way, but it's... But also, I mean, behind the scenes, like, there's always just a lot of uh, substance abuse and, right. like, depression and all that stuff. I mean, if you take, like, uh, Chester from Lincoln mm -hmm. Park or, like, Chris Cornell or any of that stuff, I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of things that people don't see on the surface, I guess. Right. But, yeah, pe I mean, people are, like, afraid to talk about it, but that's kind of, like, also part of the music videos. We just wanted to, like, open up the conversation and, like try to make people more comfortable with touchy subjects mm -hmm. so gotcha gotcha that's so. you know th that's very admirable you know it's it's something that needs to be done and i'm glad y'all are doing it you know oh uh, thanks so this is obviously very much a covid project and it, it's like the third of three singles that you've released since mm -hmm. pretty much since COVID started. Yep. Yep. Um, so about right. Everything's been in the works for a while. Um, but all the video projects, we've kind of just, we had all this time. Mm -hmm. like, well, we have the equipment, like we can, yeah, yeah. we can do this. And we, we shoot everything ourselves and mm -hmm. edit everything ourselves. Steve's mainly on the, the editing side of it. And, uh, most pretty much, Almost every single video has been done at our house in some form or another. Yeah, even the older ones. Yeah. So, and we, we've always had some sort of hand in it. Like, we're usually writing the scripts, writing the shot lists, like, all that kind of stuff. Got a vision. So. Gotcha, gotcha. So, with these three singles, are you looking at doing, like, another EP or an LP, or is it just singles for right now? Um, so we're actually working up towards a full length. Okay. Um, and 
that is tentatively coming out sometime in October. We're not a hundred percent sure on the date, but keep keep your uh, ears ears and eyes peeled. Awesome. So nice. Yeah. You guys are staying busy then during uh, COVID. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I was. I think I'm actually busier now than I was before. <laughs> like That's honestly, like we've. It's almost like a full time job. Like we've been either in the studio every day or editing videos every day and it's it's crazy keeps us busy though keeps us sane yeah. it's <laughs> it's fun i mean that whole thing like well if you do something you love you'll never work a day in your life that right and we feel. can't play shows unless it's live streams and live streams are just like they're, they're fun but they're just not the same and for sure the same kind of thrill out of making yeah. things we i mean we we definitely miss shows but like It'll be really nice going back to doing real shows and having a full record <laughs> out. <laughs> so. I got you. That, yeah, that's, you know, and it's one of those weird things where it's like, it, where, where do bands need to focus on at the point? Is it more recording or is it more trying to build their social presence or more live stream? You know, I don't know. It, it's right now it's just trying to figure out where all musicians need to focus um, right and how to not go insane yeah <laughs> what's well, weird it's all like it's kind of like uncharted territory i mean not so much like at this point of it but i mean in Towards march in april for sure it's like all right what do we do on. at least early on I know, uh several artists several artists I've seen have managed to like sneak in a full album that they just like, like, I don't know if you know, Corey Wong, he's like the funk guitarist from a uh, Volpec, but uh, he managed to record and release two records just since the quarantine started. What? Two? Insane. Really? Yeah. He has two acoustic records out oh, that okay. each have like seven That's songs, perfect. but like, it's crazy though. It's like, how do you stay that productive? It's like, well, he, he's a he's a monster he, he's to a begin machine. with. Like, I yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't get how he works as much as he does. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Are you guys uh, full time musicians at this point, or does everyone kind of have their own uh, day jobs to support themselves? I wait tables at an Italian restaurant, and I am not the biggest fan of it, <laughs> <laughs> but I do it because I have to. You got to pay them bills, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And I, uh, I am currently uh, unemployed, but uh, I'm trying to get get back into some stuff. But I, uh, my full time gig was running live sound okay. at a venue, so yeah. I was pretty heavily involved in the industry and everything. Yeah, so. and obviously, right now, nobody. Yeah, li- <laughs> live events are gone. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well. Nashville, I heard they were doing some live live stuff. Was it, it- it's like if you go downtown, you might see like a like a one person or a duo. Yeah, it's very very sparse. It's kind of like uh, technically, like I think legally, the city mandated like one to two performers at a time, but a lot of people were getting past that by sneaking like full bands in and stuff, and it's. It, they're weird weird times just don't really want to mess yeah. with that <laughs> so when there is when there the pandemic isn't a thing how often are you guys usually out playing as a group 
Uh, we usually get average like one to two local shows a month, and then we'll we'll go out on like several tours throughout the year. Yeah. Like we'll we'll probably tour like two months out of the year okay. or so. So like you... anywhere anywhere from like six weeks to eight weeks. Okay. We usually do like break it into like two tours each year. Okay. Ho- hopefully, we'll do more after this i mean i've got the the itch like crazy yeah. to like get out and tour but it's definitely easier to get people out to shows outside of nashville yeah just mm. nature of yeah nashville's tough man oversaturation. It's, it's super saturated here mm. yeah so. and that's the one thing that i've really started learning doing this podcast like more frequently is that nashville is not just country music like there's oh no everything <laughs> in nashville oh yeah like but the country hub is here so yeah. i think that's like it's where the you know you get the uh you understand that there are lots of country artists here but like outside of that i mean every genre is represented in some way or another yeah. mm-hmm. outside I mean, of broad outside of broadway there there's right yeah <laughs> it's it's just a hub for musicians in general i mean and one of somebody explained it to me is like obviously the industry's here, but like almost any major city is about four to seven hours away from Nashville. So you can, a lot of people tour out of it's, it's a great like home base to just start your tour at. You could go either direction and get most places in a day. Yeah. You can Um, set up a tour based out of Nashville and you can pretty much go anywhere you want to go except maybe the West Coast. Yeah, West Coast is yeah, tricky. That's the but, one we haven't been able to yeah. figure out yet. So, Unless you tour well, all the way out, and then even at that point, you're still talking like three shows to get out to the West Coast, depending. Like, depending. For sure. At least. At least, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's the, way I, the way I drive and travel, it would be <laughs> two shows, but, you know. <laughs> just... Dang, man. So do you do you play at all? No, I just do um, like the live jam session stuff. And uh, last nice. summer we did, I did an insane 10 day trip. I went from Tallahassee, Florida to Roswell, New Mexico, all the way up to uh, Northern Montana. Whoa. <laughs> How long did that take? You said 10 you said days? 10 days? It, well, the, I took 10, or it was 10 days for the whole trip it i made it from tallahassee florida to roswell in one overnight trip oh what i drove basically oh God, i left dude. i left tallahassee florida at 5 30 p.m as soon as i got off of work and drove and i made it to roswell at like 10 a.m the next day you want to you want a job uh driving us on tour <laughs> you could you could kill it man um you have to pay me a lot of money to do that yeah. because it's not fun um, no it's not oh dude that's brutal no, it's not that's insane but, you know in, in my head it's one of those things where it's like when we do stuff like that we have so little time to actually do something yeah that it's right. like okay i'm not going to worry about sleeping we're going to get to where we need to go and maximize the opportunity. So for sure. That's a fair way to think about it. Yeah. It's just it's and, so hard. Yeah. <laughs> and it was one of those things where the only hard part of the trip was when I had to do the Tallahassee to Roswell trips solo. 
the rest right. of my because the rest of my team lives out in New Mexico, and so once I got out there, it's like okay, pick them up. Oh, I'm feeling tired, guys. Somebody else take over, and we'd switch right. out every few hours. So nice. what? So like Roswell to Montana wasn't like the craziest trip, but you know. So. But that was a pretty drive, though. Like you, oh. you were like up on the Rockies and everything, or was that from New Mexico? No, we were we were still pretty far east of the. Oh okay. Yeah, we were still pretty far, or we were still east a bit. Or no, what? Gotcha. Wait, hold on. No west. West of it. I don't know. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think now. Well, if you went, did you go through Colorado, like Denver, and? Uh, no, we didn't go through Denver. We went through. Okay. We cut across and. Uh, we went to because we went up to Salt Lake City first, so we cut. Like, okay, so yeah, that's west. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm sitting here like, wait a minute. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, fourth grade geography. Where are you at? Come on. Fourth grade. There you go. But um, Salt Lake City is beautiful. I love that area. Oh nice. yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that that that's always my mindset. It's like, all right, we need to get from point A to point B as soon as possible, so we can maximize our time. And but you know I'm a psychopath, so what do I? Do? <laughs> you got a lead foot? <laughs> nah. I'm sensing some lead foot here. <laughs> I mean, maybe when my car ran 100, percent but now my car is just like, oh whoa, take it easy, buddy. Like uh, I, ain't, I ain't two years old anymore, buddy. You know, one of those things. So, uh, but yeah. So what what have you guys been doing during? covid to kind of challenge yourself creatively like i know you've been working on like the music videos and stuff like that but have you been like learning how to play the theremin or (laughs) something crazy Uh, well part of part of doing all the videos was like learning we got a camera uh that we didn't really know how to use Mm -hmm. uh i basically learned I, i had like I'd messed around with Premiere a little bit for editing, but I didn't really know nearly as much as I do now from doing that. Um, trying to like cook, learn how to cook some. some oh yeah, so I'm doing a lot of cooking. Decent at that now, for sure. That's kind of a good skill to get from all this. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. There was a point where I was trying to learn like a new language, but that kind of fizzled out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I had it for like two weeks and then I was like, nah. Yeah. I tried to teach myself how to beatbox and then I was just like, no, this is <laughs> my throat. I can't do this right now. I, I need to yeah, get what? myself better hydrated. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, I, I've spent the last 20, 30 some odd years drinking minimal amounts of water. I need to spend like the next month and just drink nothing but water. <laughs> I get soak back up. Like, yeah, get myself <laughs> rehydrated properly. Yeah, I know the beatboxing thing can be tough whenever you start moving into your like the throat sounds. Yeah. Yep, yep. For sure. Um, but yeah, it's other than because, you know, I work with so many musicians, it's just kind of like, I would like to have some sort of musical talent to kind of, if we're ever in like a jam session circle and everybody's just like, Oh, Hey, what do you think about this? You know, maybe <laughs> I could throw in something. I don't know. 
you know, it's just one of those deals where it's just like, eh, I don't want to always be the guy that's like filming. Like it's, that's it. <laughs> Throw down a beat. <laughs> but, um, well, you gotta get an air horn or something. Uh, pro tip, pro tip, ukulele is really easy. Just, just learn the ukulele. <laughs> yeah. that, or, that. or what's Omatone? <laughs> Actually, no, that's hard. Omatone's tough. Uh, you're the second person that's brought that instrument up in the last week. <laughs> I'd never heard of it before. Oh man, it's, it's wild. If you get one, they're so annoying. You won't be able to put it down <laughs> for a while. At least that's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, until the batteries die, and then you're like, "Oh, I got to replace the batteries." Oh, maybe I'll just put it up on my shelf. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you haven't pl- and you haven't played it since. Right. <laughs> there was one point where the rest of my team was trying to get me to learn the theremin, so we could do. Uh, Oh. <laughs> uh, so we could do uh, a punk cover band of all sci-fi themes. Ooh, nice. Okay, okay. So, er, theremin's yeah. incredibly difficult to like oh. actually learn how to play it, though. It's like one That's of the hardest. Cool. I, I would rate like theremin and pedal steel at like the top hardest instruments to learn how to play. <laughs> gotcha. Good. Yeah, so. it, it, it was just one of those things where it sounded like a good idea at the time, and I was like, "Oh, look at this." I can get a theremin on eBay for $40. (laughs) And then I was just like, I was looking at it and I was like, wait, that doesn't look like this. And I pulled up like Google and it was showing me like a real setup looks like. And I'm like, Oh, I still got to go buy this. I still got to go buy that. that." I'm like, it's going to get expensive. I need need the reverb pedal, the delay pedal. (laughs) Pretty, I need to make it sound speaker cool. Speaker setup. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. And I'm just like, all right, I, I think I'm good on that one. Welcome to the life of being a musician. Well, a I lot mean, of, it's, it's like ha- having a band is like the worst investment you can make. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> well, unless you have a uh, sound si- sound system. <laughs> True. You can, you can use it to. Uh, um, do your own live sound or do other people's sound and be a sound until, It's until, all about how you use it. Until COVID hits. <laughs> until COVID but, hits. But yeah. Or the rain hits, you know. <laughs> I've seen so many systems get destroyed because a Oof. rainstorm came out of nowhere and it's just like... Brutal. Ah, that sucks. But... Oh, so... Get it, for, covered, covered stage. <laughs> covered stage <laughs> uh so for the band what what's kind of the creative process for the band <laughs> oh man uh it's usually me call or tj du- call of duty and <laughs> <laughs> halo halo <laughs> halo uh now usually me and T- me or tj will come up with or like I don't know. I tend to write a full song. I, I feel like there's. Anyone. I feel like there's three ways that a song comes about. I either write most of it by myself, Steve writes most of it by itself, or we happen to somehow like have like some kind of cluster yeah. together where we do something together. That's how most of them happen. Uh, Usually, I have like it, whenever I'm bringing stuff to the table, it's more or less just chords and like a general melody and words, and then I'll let the other guys kind of fill it out however they see fit because mm-hmm. like I play guitar, but I'm not, I can't shred. So I, I'm like, well, I'll leave this section blank. Cause I know Jordan will take this part over mm-hmm. and just 
let him loose. He'll he'll do something crazy. He'll just start sweet picking and yeah, like all that stuff. Pull out the the Van Halen licks. Um, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So yeah, I guess the the full arrangement isn't always there. Sometimes it's close. Right. And what a lot of times what what we've been trying to shoot for recently is getting actual demos made before mm -hmm. we bring it to the rest of the band, which doesn't always happen, but it definitely helps. Um, and then from there they can get like, oh, this is the rough picture. Like let's see what we can add to it to make it feel like us. Yeah, and then usually we'll end up jamming on it a little bit and more ideas come from that and we can like fine tune everything from there. Yeah, I think I think the way the songs evolve the most though is actually getting out and just like playing them live. Like a lot of them have changed so much just from playing yeah. them on tours and stuff. Playing them every night and then you're like, oh man, I think I'm gonna try something different with this one. Right, so Tonight. that, it's for me, it's really good that you get a chance to play your songs live before you actually record them because you end up finding like a lot of different things to try on it. So, gotcha. yeah. Uh, who are you guys listening to uh, for like, as far as like influences and stuff? It's a good mm, question. There's, uh, I think one of our top for the band, obviously we listen to a lot of stuff, but uh, Pup always seems to stick out. There's a band from Toronto. They're kind of punk, kind of indie. Uh, Roswell Kids, another big one. I don't know if you've heard of them since you live in Roswell. But, uh, uh, or no, you're in Waco. You're in Waco. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was in Roswell. Yeah. Um, so Pup, Roswell Kid, uh, Prince Daddy and the Hyena is pretty good. There's a, there's a band from Norway that I, I have been pulling a lot from recently. They're called... Yeah death by unga bunga and they're awesome they are so sick i, I love their stuff God. yeah um, we we might have to send you some links yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll okay. hook you up okay. um jeff rosenstock he's one of my favorite songwriters yeah mike kroll um you best. listen to a lot of the psychedelic porn crumpets psychedelic porn crumpets are <laughs> awesome they they do a lot of really cool like harmonic things nice um Who's somebody that you listen to that nobody would suspect? Oh. Do, do we have any? Uh, Those are the obvious answers. We got to get into the, the deep answers. Right. Um, I, lis I listen to Poppy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, lot. that's actually not that crazy because. Like, well, I listened to her before she got into like into the metal, metal stuff. stuff. Okay. Yeah. This is more yeah. like computer pop. Or computer. Uh, Hi, I'm Poppy type thing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Poppy. I, I Hi, get the plant. biggest kick out of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I listen to like, I I kind of grew up with like a a bit of a jazz background too. So like, okay. I listen to a lot of a lot of jazz guitarists. Like, uh, I guess one of my top. I mean, I I listen to Corey Wong too. He's kind of a funk guitarist, but. Corey Wong, Julian Lodge, uh, Wes Montgomery's great. Like, so I feel like jazz stuff is always in the back of my mind, but mm -hmm. whenever I need to pull from it, I'll sometimes pull from it. Uh, Jacob so Collier. Oh, yeah. So there's no, like, uh, Britney Spears fans are pulling something really random? Oh. I mean, like, the thing is, like, I listened to 
all of that pop, like the '90s pop stuff, growing up. But like, mm-hmm. I never really went back. Mm. It's not something that I'll like. I mean, maybe the occasional like Backstreet Boys song. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. no, I got you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, man. I asked. You know, it's always it's always interesting because you know I'm like I used to word it as "What's your guilty pleasure music." But it, mm. that, that's such a weird way to word it because music, <laughs> music, there shouldn't really be any guilty pleasure, right? When it comes to music, so. yeah, I'm I'm secretly like a diehard Nickelback fan, <laughs> and I've just been hiding it from everybody. I feel like I need to look at my Spotify. No, yeah, to like, know for sure because I feel like I'm missing something here. It's, it's well, you brought up for sure Nickelback, and I remember the first road trip we ever went on is live and amplified we were driving from i was living in roswell at the time and we were going to visit my parents in south florida and so we drove from roswell to south florida we were getting ready to go to a bluegrass festival and we got to a point where it was like hey we need to unpack this car and repack it because stuff just kept falling everywhere and (laughs) like classic half the time pulling over because i was getting hit in the back of the head with a mic standers you know you know just <laughs> like that and so we started pulling everything out and on the floorboard i had two nickelback cds <laughs> <laughs> and my sound engineer pulls them out and he's like hey tom we may have to have a conversation here i don't know if I'm you anymore. <laughs> and i'm like why what's going on and he lays down both nickelback albums and i'm like <laughs> This is an intervention. <laughs> what did I, you know, and I was just like, oh, I totally forgot I had those in there. Um, hmm. It was the photograph. Fair, <laughs> but to be fair, Dark Horse was a pretty decent album for Nickelback. You know, Nickelback gets a lot of hate, but at least they're not trapped. <laughs> <laughs> yep. so, that's all yep. I can say. Yeah, that's very true. I just recently found out about that whole scenario, and I'm like, oh, yeah. That's a little they've been, rough. They've been digging their own grave recently. For a while. They've probably been yeah. doing it for a while, too. For a while, but it's it's coming out now. Their bodies are finally hitting the floor. Is that Trapped? No. I feel like that's someone else. That's Drowning. Uh, oh. That's trapped is, getting a little, <laughs> trapped is a little headstrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> You're right. You're right. See, that just shows how big of fans we are of Trapped. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, it's cool. funny because yeah. back, back in the day, in like the mid 2000s, you remember those commercials where it'd be like, "This Sunday at the local convention center, you got Drowning Pool," and then they'd let like run off all these puddle of mud. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. Drowning Pool, puddle of mud, Trapped, and Seven Dust, or you know, and it was always like Trapped. It was like the two headliners and then Trapped in Seven Dust. And it's like, I don't even know who these other two bands are, but okay, you know. Man, it's like, it's like they always seem trapped in the middle of a lineup. <laughs> Maybe that's what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Wow. That, yes. That is very good. The night. And now they're going to be trapped at the, <laughs> at the unemployment office. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't know if you saw that article, but uh, I want to say, was it Sturgis that they played? Yeah. They played somewhere recently where, like, there was literally no audience. Like, Yeah, they had the pictures come video. back. Yeah. I mean, they had an audience, but it was, like, you know, it was like five maybe, people. like, 15 people deep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, I can't believe they still had Sturgis. Oh, my God. Like, 
I, I, mean, that, I can believe it. That blows my it's, mind because it was like 250,000 people still showed up, no one wearing a mask. Fucking uh, Smash Mouth played. <laughs> and then I kind of lost some, like, I relatively respected Smash Mouth. <laughs> Until this came out, where well, they're did like, they also say something stupid during Sturgis. I mean, they say a lot of stupid. Yeah, stuff. but like, Steve they just had a, the, they just had an audience full of people just not wearing a mask, and they're like, "Yo, fuck that COVID shit, blah blah blah." <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we all hate COVID, we but like, it. the fact that you're still playing a show during this is like a slap in the face to everyone else who's out of gigs right now. Yeah, like. And we don't know how many people in that crowd like are now at a hospital like two weeks later or something. I had a I had a table at, at my restaurant that they were straight from Sturgis. Oh no! Uh, they were very proud of it. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, I guess the real question should be: Should we be mad at Trapped in Smash Mouth for playing Sturgis? Or should we feel bad for them because they had to play Sturgis and Sturgis couldn't get anybody else? <laughs> I mean, like, I, I get it. Like, if somebody's throwing – I mean, everyone's out of work right now. Somebody throws down a fat check or something and is like, come play this. Like, I get it. Like, they need the money, like, whatever. But, I mean, yeah. yeah. No, I guess be angry at the event, but also the event organizers. We, yeah you should be angry at the people setting up that event and not switching to some sort of live stream or whatever i mean you can't really live stream everybody on a zoom call with their harleys or whatever <laughs> but you know i guess you could who's got their sound still on <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's just the entire background i actually thought about trying to do because i've been doing a lot of reading about comedians trying to do like the virtual shows and um like bombing terribly because they have no yeah. feedback from the audience and what have you right and so an and, idea popped into my head well why don't they sell tickets to a zoom thing because in zoom you could have up to 500 people right in, in a meeting so you could technically sell 500 tickets to your stand-up show or your music show and just hope nobody says anything ridiculous right that's the hard part. Oh, yeah. Uh, or just mute everyone's mics. <laughs> well, then at that point, there's no point in having them there because... Right, right. Because yeah. you want to have somebody to, like, laugh at the jokes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But... Well, and even for music, like, because the one thing that I noticed, for, and maybe you guys can shed some light on this, is for the musicians that are doing, like, the live streams, a lot of them, they don't know how to transition out of the songs because they're not getting any feedback. So it's like they're playing, yeah. and then when they come up, it's dead silent. And it's like, oh, I don't know how to feel about, you know. Right. So, uh, and, and we kind of figured out a solution for that. Right. Because our re on our all of our recent live streams, we've taken this really shitty Casio keyboard that has backing tracks on it, and we'll just like – play the backing tracks between songs and they're just like the cheesiest 80s sounding that's why it, tracks. Yeah, we, there's not we try not to have the dead air it was definitely a shock like the first one we did mm -hmm. uh where we basically we'd set up a bunch of gags to do because we were tired of seeing people just play shows like in their pajamas and mm -hmm. we like finished our first song and it was like all right thank you and then we realized oh, all right no. yeah this is weird <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah. And then ever since then, we've tried to just put in, like, some sort of, like, goofy backing track music. Something. Just to 
just so you could talk to people, take a drink, whatever you need to do between songs. So, and so it's not quite that awkward when you go to look to read the comments and it's like, right. I was, <laughs> I was helping a friend out uh, the other day who was uh, trying something out on Instagram live and she was doing that where it's like after every song, cause she was sitting outside and the sun was beaming right on her phone. So she had to get up like really close to the phone. Right. <laughs> so she was doing one of these numbers and it's like, this looks so funny, but I get what you're doing. And is yeah. So, and it kind of like, it didn't mess up the flow because there wasn't really like a flow to mess up. But like, if you're doing that during a, like a normal show, like, yeah, that that mess up the flow of everything, you know. <laughs> For sure. Who's out there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's saying anything? And then, like the, the part that always scares me is like they're like, "Oh, who's saying? Who, what are you guys saying in the comments?" Right. Oh, yep. <laughs> it's nobody. Okay, I can't. I can't come back from this. You know. Yeah. Uh oh. Yep. Oh, what do I do? Okay. Play more music. Instagram's really weird too because they like they limit the amount of time you can stream. So if you go over that time, you'll mm -hmm. just stop. But if you're not looking at your phone, you, you won't even know. Yeah. Mm. So that happened to us. The yeah, first that's time. happened a couple that's times. We learned that the hard is way. It, is it an hour, I think, it stops? Or it 45 40 minutes. minutes. 45 oh, minutes to an hour. It's somewhere in there. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, because yeah. I know Facebook, it's eight hours. And if you're Dang. streaming more than eight <laughs> hours, you're. Something's wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> or something's right with you. You know, you know too many songs. <laughs> if you can hold it for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> or you just got the endurance of I don't know. of a champ. <laughs> there you go. And then I know <laughs> YouTube technically no. YouTube you can only do twenty four hours because I I maxed that one out on accident once. I accidentally wow. left a stream of nothing up, and I came back <laughs> and said, "Hey, your stream stopped." And I'm like, "Wait, when the what? hell is I streaming?" <laughs> And then I was like, wait a minute, what the hell is even on here? And like, you know. Oh, just, no. It's like, uh -oh, okay. Your camera was on for 24 hours. <laughs> oh, no. And, but luckily, like, YouTube doesn't, like, anything over a couple of hours, it doesn't save it. It's just, like, a video of nothing. Uh, like, okay. Yeah. So, it, like, as long as nobody was watching it live, you know, <laughs> But Let's I don't think do I didn't see my <laughs> right. my camera light wasn't on, so it was just like I'm curious as hell what it was streaming. But you you're know. just like chilling on the couch, like just like watching TV <laughs> for like <Yeah>. two hours. <laughs> and then I get up, and it's like okay, and I go to bed, and then I get up, and I, get up. <laughs> you know, and it was so funny because uh, when the pandemic first started, we did a couple of the uh, virtual music festivals, and there's this guy that was playing a show uh, or was doing his set. And usually, cause we'll do it through zoom. And then, so I'll introduce the act and then I'll shut my camera off and I'll, you know, disappear for the 40 minutes or whatever, except during his first song, I forgot to shut my camera off and I get up <laughs> and my pants are falling down. <laughs> I didn't oh, have my so I didn't have my belt on and then I come <laughs> back and sit down and I'm like, oh, shit, the camera's been on. And he points it out to me in the middle of the screen. He's like, yeah, this is so weird because 
you know, it's like the only thing I could see is Tom and watching him walk away from the computer when I first started saving. And I'm like, that's not exactly what was happening. I had to go to the bathroom. So, you know, it's one of those things. I was just like, sorry about that. Usually I shut the camera off so you don't know what's happening back here and you don't see anything, but my bad, you know. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, it was it was crazy. Oh, uh, but so during the pandemic, um, how's a obviously you don't have any sh- shows on the books right now. Um, but how many shows did you end up losing because of the pandemic, Ooh. or were you not booked that far? So we were um, back in March. We were already booked till like September oh. for most of our stuff. Oh, so we we okay. lost a lot of shows. Uh, we had an entire East Coast tour up into Canada that we were doing. Uh, several festivals yeah. that have like our yeah. whole summer. We had maybe like at least s- at least like four or five festivals four. that yeah. got moved around. Um, I think most of them are rescheduling till 2021. So I think we still have those, but mm-hmm. uh, it's been weird for 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 sure. The one in Canada is going to be tricky because it's all dependent on if the border ever opens up again. Yeah. Right, because Americans like still can't technically cross the border. Legally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> legally, yeah. <laughs> so. I'm trying to figure that out because I've seen a lot of people that live internationally that have gone back home and came back across to the U.S. So I'm like, wait, I thought our borders were closed. How are you doing this right now, you know? There's workarounds. Yeah, there's exceptions if you're living so – I don't know the exact details, but okay. I know a couple of people that have flown back. Like they were in uh, in school in Europe. They had to fly back. Uh-huh. And I think they've gone back again. Mm-hmm. But I think it's only if you have like that excuse. But also a lot of countries in Europe and like other places have just kind of just closed off their borders to Americans yeah. in general. Yeah. So – yeah. There's not really anywhere we could fly, even if we wanted to. Yeah. In- unless you're a citizen there and you're like going home or something. Yeah. Yep. That is very true. So, you know, yeah. it's just one of those interesting things because it's like, you know, you just don't yeah. know when the borders are going to open. And I know for us, like, we want to go to the UK, we want to go to Australia, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. we wanted to do one of those this year like we were looking in november to go do one of them and it was just like eh, yeah it's gonna happen now you know yeah i think it i think it all comes down to like will there be a safe vaccine like and it's probably not even gonna happen in 2020 like maybe early 2021 yeah i don't know not to, not to get too political because we're not a political podcast i have a theory does it involve Bill Gates and microchips? No. no. <laughs> All right. You may proceed. Right. This, this whole thing is going to disappear come election night. That's all I'm going to say. Hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Interesting. Or become not as big of an issue come election night. I, well, there's going to be all sorts of other issues. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. Of, <laughs> everything else is going to just – there's going to be so much – other things going on that it's going to just overshadow it and i mean i've already noticed that places like a lot of uh media outlets are talking less and less about just the virus in general well 
I mean, Which, there's only so many times. Because, all right, I work for the media. I, I work for an ABC affiliate here in Waco. Day in, day out, COVID-19 since March 20th when we officially went on lockdown. And even right. before that, but even up into February when it was, or January even, when it was becoming very prominent in China. Mm-hmm. Day in, day out, COVID. There's only so many times you can say COVID cases are on the rise or COVID cases yeah, are on the decline. Right. No, there's only so many times you could say it before it's like, all right, we got to find something else to report about. You know? Yeah. And like on top of that, the viewers are all fatigued from hearing it. And yeah. Right. What are you going to do? Especially here in Waco, we've got the whole Fort Hood issue going on. Like, the, oh, that's right. Yeah, like all the soldiers going missing in Fort Hood. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, crazy. Yeah. And so it's like for us, it's like we got other stuff we got to report on, guys. Like COVID. Yeah. Needs to take a back seat for a minute. Like this there's there's important. there's other crazy shit going down. Yeah. <laughs> so. But you know, it's it's one of those things where it's just like, I no, I I hundred percent get it. So. But anyways, um, one thing that I want to do really quick is since you kind of are technically like a DIY band, do you do a lot of your own recording as well, like audio-wise, or do you go to like proper studios? Uh, a little mix of both. It was kind of a mix of both, yeah. Um, so the record we're currently working on right now, which will hopefully be out in October, um, we did a half and half on that. So we, okay. we did the initial tracking over at uh, Sony tree in Nashville. Mm-hmm. It's right on music row. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's like a big, like nice sounding room and everything sounds great. Tracking drums in there. The drum sounds. Sick. And uh, we got some really good sounds out of that. And that was like the initial like guitar, bass, drums. And then after that, we took the session back to our studio cause we've, we've got a home studio. And from there, we did, like, vocals, extra guitar parts, and... All the overdubs. Yeah. Oh, wow. So this... But we've we've also done full-on sessions that have just been tracked in our living room. Like, even uh, if you go so, and listen to... Like, 360, 360 No Scope, that yeah. was totally done in our living room. Oh, nice. So, nice. like, start to finish. Okay. It's nice to get out of the house to get those nice drum sounds, though. Yeah. It's like... Drums so are... we're just... We're, drums are really tricky to record. I, I yeah, we're we're just hoping that the the songs that were tracked at Sony and the ones that were tracked in our living room will still like mash up well it on the same record. But I, I, think I think they will. Yeah. So. Did now? Um, did you record all the drums at the studio or just for uh, the few songs? It was. I want to say nine. Nah. Nine out of. Nine out of the 11 nine? tracks. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. We're done. Right? Yeah. Because okay. Lamp Party and uh, 360. 360 were the only ones we didn't do. Both. So then it would be, yeah, nine it's out nine. of 11. Yeah. Okay. Math. <laughs> so. <laughs> math. Dang you, math. Striking again. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so nine of them have really good studio drum sounds, and then two of them were in our living room. So you'll have to guess which ones are which. You already know. <laughs> no, we just said <laughs> We already said Except we just said them. <laughs> It'll um, be a, a listener a listener test. Yeah. No, I got you. You know, it's it'll, – it'll be interesting because, like I said, it's really hard to get 
good drum sounds and if but if you know what you're doing and get a clean recording you can pretty much yeah uh, get good shout out shout out to justin francis who engineered our record yeah. he got some killer drum sounds nice. on it awesome. and, really uh, really cool stuff that was our first time bringing in like an outside engineer like mm -hmm. we've mostly done everything ourselves because we've got two two engineers in the band mm -hmm. and uh, i mean kind of three like you know what you're doing on I, I know enough so <laughs> i know enough to get by yeah he knows enough to be dangerous that, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> most of my knowledge is in like like film audio mm -hmm. kind of stuff so yeah. sound design versus audio audio right versus music, <laughs> music audio, audio. <laughs> that's one thing i wish so. i studied more in school was audio coming up because i I technically went to film school. The one thing I wish I would have studied more was audio. I would have had a much better, much easier time transitioning into live and amplified because I would have at least oh, yeah. basic knowledge of what I was doing. But mm -hmm. now it's, or when we first got started, it was just kind of like learning on the fly. Uh, like I had my sound engineer and he was like, oh yeah, you use this mic for this, this mic for that. <laughs> and then it was a lot of, hey, this mic is currently <laughs> on sale at Musicians Friends. It's $20. It's normally a $120 mic, and we use it. Nice. Or, hey, I found this mic on eBay for $20. Can we use it? That's, hey, a, that's a slippery slope, man. You got to watch <laughs> out. You'll be, you'll be buying up 100 mics by the end of that. <laughs> oh, we, we did. We bought up. Because like, I was sitting there, I was like, all right, so – I was at talking to my sound engineer, Jeff. I was like, all right, so I'm on eBay and I'm looking at mics. What is like a versatile mic that we need that we could use in several different situations? And he's like, well, just type in pencil condensers because we need a lot of pencil condensers. And I'm like, all right. So I was just like, pencil condenser. That's like that's like a hundred mics though like you can get anything with that <laughs> yeah. just typing that in and like. so i was just like pencil condenser mic and then it was just like all these mics and then i yeah i started bombing them with links and i was like here let me know which one of these you want or we want and he's like <laughs> well this mxl is cool this mxl is cool you know and so it, it, yeah it was a very slippery slope just just <laughs> being very honest you know oh yeah i yeah. i know the struggle <laughs> For sure. But, you know, it's, we ended up buying, I ended up buying this one mic that was supposed to be like a paired up and it was supposed to be an overhang. It was supposed to be a pair of overhang mics, but they only had one. And I was like, I just bought it without even asking. And he's like, dude, where'd you get this mic from? And I was like, eBay, it was on sale. It, somebody was selling it for like 12 bucks. <laughs> and he was like, wait, you bought this one mic for $12? And I'm like, yeah was it a bad purchase he was like yes and no and here's why <laughs> it's supposed and, to have another one <laughs> and, the and, stereo, and, stereo pair yeah <laughs> and he was that's exactly what he said he was like well this is a paired mic this one mic we'll definitely use and for 12 dollars, it was a steal but for it to be really a steal we needed the second mic yeah <laughs> you know and i was like well, I'll go and see if I could find the second or find a second mic. And he's like, that'll work, but it won't be exact. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. all right, well, I mean, even if I could find the second pair and we've got two overhang mics, you know, 
And he's like, yeah, you're right. I can't argue with that logic. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, if, if he wants to get real technical, he'll want a match pair of like the serial number that's like directly following that serial number to get like the ones that are like directly yeah, made sick. one after the other. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's if you want to get real technical on it. Yeah. But. It was a, it was a natty. I don't even remember what it was because we ended up selling it because I never could find the second, like a second mic for it. Because <laughs> Did you it, sell it for more than 12 bucks though? Oh, I, sell, I sold it for 60. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. That's what I sold it for six, Like, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny because I was just like, somebody messaged me. He was like, my one, or I had a pair of these and one of them broke. I popped the cap. I think he said he like popped the capsule or something on it. And I'm like, Dang. oh, okay. Well, I have well, guess it here. what? <laughs> I have it here. And he's like, Yes, I know. And that's why I'm buying it. And I'm like, Okay, cool. And nice. it's perfect. Oh, um, yeah. Mics are definitely a slippery slope, though. I will I will say that. Oh yeah. Um, but during the pandemic, what's something or not, I guess not even during the pandemic, but just in general, what's something that you've really learned about yourselves as musicians going through the process of being Ooh. ghost town remedy? Hmm. Uh, I think the main thing I've learned in the past couple of years is not to take myself so seriously. Okay. Like I, I know back when we were doing the folky Mumford and sons thing, I was like pretty serious, like serious demeanor on everything. And like all the lyrics were serious and whatnot. And I've learned to kind of just like let loose with this project um, and just like have fun. So that's, that's one thing. I've also learned by doing this record that I'm not as in time as I think I am. Okay. And that's something I need to work on. It's just my, my timing playing to a metronome. And I think that goes across yeah. everybody on the record is like, Oh wow, we need to like really focus on timing for the next one. So um I think I've learned that I'm kind of stubborn when it comes to my songs <laughs> that I bring to the table. I <laughs> I have a hard time like with changing structure and like trying things out. I ha I feel like Whenever I write, I it's always like an intuition that I go through with it, and I have a hard time not trusting that intuition. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I'm also notorious for nitpicking the shit out of everything, and uh, they they always get on my case. Like you're, <laughs> like I have like a hundred mix edits on every time we mix something. I always yeah. like, I just. I guess I just overanalyze things, but that's that's just me. So is it so. fair to think that there's a land party mix version yeah. of 97? <laughs> there somewhere. probably will be soon. We we only <laughs> we only got to 96. Okay. So. Gotcha. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that that does happen. I think realistically the the furthest we've gone was maybe like a mix 5. Okay. So, but that's still pretty high. And, Normally, you want to get well, it in, yeah, in and, the first or the second. And all the changes are <laughs> the changes aren't like small changes. Like between the mixes, you're like, oh, oh yeah, okay, these are different. Yeah. So, sometimes it's small changes, but yeah, it'll be like a lot of them. A lot of small changes <laughs> equal one big change. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was a point where I hit doing like video editing that I was like, 
whatever the title of the video is, version seven, version two. Like I was doing double versions. Just because, <laughs> like I was just sitting there. I was like, I really don't want to put down version 10. So I was like, okay, this, so this would be version seven, <laughs> version two. And then it just got confusing. And I'm like, wait a minute. What is the most up-to-date version? Because after version two, I went to version eight. And I was just like... <laughs> Uh-oh. A and B. 7.1, 7.2, 7.3. Yeah, it was it was one of those things where I was editing a commercial at the TV station that I work at, and it was just, like, infuriating me that the client just kept coming back with, like, all these corrections. And oh, yeah. it, it took every ounce of my energy. <laughs> took every ounce of my – oops, sorry. It took every ounce of my energy not to put version. This person is full of shit. <laughs> and, yep. You know, it's one of those things. And, like, and that goes back to like my first run in television. Um, back when things weren't as tightly monitored. Like when I first got to television, uh, the station I had worked at just switched over to digital from analog. And so, like, they were just naming things randomly. Like, it didn't matter. God. And so, like, oh, I, was, no. I was the guy at the ingest station, so I'd, like, put all the commercials in. And I'd get a commercial that says, Corey likes to smell farts. It was the name of the file. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what are we doing? It's and a then, commercial. So I'd just go – I'd go watch <laughs> – uh, watched the commercial and it was like Betty's cookies and I'm like Corey likes farts from Betty's like, and then somebody broke it down to me it was like oh creative services just has like the craziest sense of humor and it's all inside jokes and I'm like Great. All right. Cool. Yeah, Corey. Corey farted right as they were bouncing it out. <laughs> so. Yeah. So and like now, obviously, we can't do that. So it's just like, yeah, because and actually, what the start of it was, uh, there's like a slate at the beginning. One day, somebody forgot to put their cut the slate out, and on the slate, the title oh, said no. Corey likes, or no, uh. No, this one was like really derogatory. It was like Monica queefs a lot. <laughs> and somebody forgot, somebody uh, forgot to cut the title lot or the 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 somebody. And so, no, it wasn't me because I was we, we won't name we won't name names. It had to have been Corey. Yeah, <laughs> it was I Monica. I seriously wasn't working, and I come in on my on my Monday, and somebody's like, "Oh, did you hear about so and so? They got fired this weekend." And it was like, "Wait, what? Why?" Because on the, when they were um, working, a commercial aired that just had the most derogatory <laughs> thing on it. And I'm and like... Actually, oh, man. Yeah, and so, like, the title slate said Monica Queefs a lot, and they forgot to cut the slate out. And so the, oh air, the commercial aired with Monica Queefs Jeez. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh, man. Then no, note to creative services, don't ever do that again. Right. Because you know, wow. it's bad enough when you let the slate run because it throws everything off right. as time goes. But when you have something like that written on it, it's like, mm. all right. But then you got you to gotta think, like, how many people are really paying attention to the commercials? Well. Yeah. Like, it, it depends. It depends on your time slot. From what I, from what I heard, from what I heard, this commercial ran at, like, 2 in the morning. So okay. it was just okay. kind of like <laughs> really watching it. What kind of meth heads watching it two in the morning? 
Probably Monica. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> oof. Oof. We're going there. <laughs> but you know, so, you, you don't know you don't know Monica. <laughs> no, I, I she's she's just a name to me. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um oh, man. so obviously with the pandemic, we don't know anything at this point, but what's kind of the plan moving forward as you prepare to go into for the release of this album, the release of your new music video, you know, and moving, what's kind of the plan moving forward? Uh, Got to finish out this year. Get the yeah, we're here. Yeah, that's, the, that's the main focus at this point. Uh, like the Mountain Goat song. Yeah. We just, <laughs> we just don't know. We got to like play everything by year for next year. The part that's so up in the air is like, when will, when will it be acceptable to do shows again? And, and safe. That's, that's the main thing. It's like, we're not, we've we've actually had several people try to offer us shows and we're, we've just had to turn them down because they're like, I don't feel comfortable inviting my friends to come out to a show that they could possibly get sick from. Right. So, Mm -hmm. but as far as this year goes, uh, We've got a lot of music we're trying to release. We're, we want to get this record out. Uh, we've got several other, I guess, video projects in the works. And uh, those are on the down low. Mm-hmm. And then after, I guess, we'll just keep writing new music. Start, yeah. start, on, start on the next one. Start demoing mm-hmm. out a bunch of new songs. Yeah. And... If, if, if shows come back again, we'll go tour on this record. But until then, we'll just keep trucking. Yeah, yeah, keep on, keep on doing the creative thing, and keep keep right. on keeping on. Yep, <laughs> yeah, do you, a couple of live streams or something. Yeah, yeah. I have you thought about doing like because I like you'd brought up uh, some who was the guy that you said did two like acoustic albums <sighs> with? Him? Yeah, uh, Corey Corey Wong. Got. Have yeah, you guys thought about trying? Like, obviously this album that's coming up here you said september october whenever you decide to release it um it'll primarily be a pandemic album but um have you thought about maybe breaking out those horns and (laughs) (laughs) maybe we'll do a ska song i'd have to get a trombone i don't think we have one at the house Um, oh yeah but like we we've tossed around the idea of doing some acoustic versions or uh like a small cover ep or something mm-hmm. yeah we've, we've got a couple ideas for likes i i think so we'll we'll get the main record out and then there will probably be a couple like smaller little projects that happen in between mm-hmm. until we get enough material to do like the second record yeah, yeah. out of that yeah i gotcha there's gonna be so. like because i mean that's the thing is you just don't know how long everything's gonna go on like this because it's just like <laughs> You know, like I've heard different, so many different stories where it's like, well, it could be a couple of months. Or it could be a couple of years as well, you know? Before, yeah. Like before. Which hopefully, I, I think there's enough pressure on the feds and just everyone in general to get the economy back to normal or whatever. There's <laughs> enough pressure on them that they want to get this vaccine as fast as possible. Yeah. Well, and. I'm thinking. And Russia's actually already approved uh, the vaccine, but I would uh, not trust it because uh, basically they've approved this vaccine that is hasn't been tested on humans yet, or it, it just it just started the phase three clinical trials to be tested on humans at yeah. the same time that they approved it for human use. So they have no idea what's going to happen. 
with this. And, and Putin has even said that he uh, gave the vaccine to his daughter to be like, oh, it's safe. <laughs> but we, we don't know. I don't, don't, I don't know trust sure. her. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of over here. Yeah, I've, been out, I've and... been out doing shoots and I've been out pretty much every day. Like, I mean, I'm just working from home, but been out For pretty sure. much every single day and just like, okay, wait, yeah. wait. I'm just kind of waiting. Like, I, I like, I mean, here in Texas, we've been, they're doing shows, but it depends on where you're at in Texas. Like, hmm. um, I know, like, down in southern Texas, like Austin and that area, they're doing some shows. But I don't, nice. know, to, I don't know to what success, though. Like, Yeah, I, think- I mean, for a DIY band like us, like, it's already kind of a struggle to get people to come out to shows. Mm-hmm. And then, like, on top of this, it's just, like, it doesn't make sense, like, financially. Like, we'll we're probably going to stick to the live stream thing for a while. And uh, obviously we miss shows like, but yeah, I guess uh, our current plan is to just like put out music and put out videos and just content, like stuff that we're like proud of. Yeah. So, and then I, I guess by the time shows open up again, like hopefully people will have heard of us by then. So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like right now is really the time to be like just building your brand. Like that's such yeah. a weird thing to say, but it's very pertinent in the music business where it's like, like you hate having to call it a brand, but yeah, it really is yeah. building your brand. Yeah. Like figuring out what makes you, you and how to how to market it, get a following for it and yeah. get it out to more people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we start wrapping up this podcast, I have a very important question for you. Uh-oh. All right. <laughs> what is the one musical piece of gear you find yourself replacing all the time? Oh, replacing? <sighs> uh, losing, I feel like... Or losing. Like losing. Headstock tuners. Okay. Always losing those things. I always mean, having to buy more drumsticks guitar picks I break my sticks 100% all the time picks. um i'm trying to think of something that's not drumsticks i feel like that's just, <laughs> that's a cop-out answer well we all know you don't change your drum heads so it's yeah, not drum i don't heads. change my drum head i don't <laughs> change my guitar strings i like but everything that's funny dead. because i was talking to a band or a guy in a band and he was been playing electric guitar for how many ever years <laughs> and he's never changed his strings oh see i'm not that bad yeah, yeah. wow when, once i start once i smell it on my fingers that's when i know it's time to because i had asked him i was like do. hey i got this idea for a video series it's called stretching strings and it's basically you changing the strings on your guitar and telling us a story about your guitar that's basically what... <laughs> and he looks at me as like I would love to, but honestly, I've never changed strings on this thing, and I'm not sure I know how. And I'm like, all right. Nice. Cool. So, you so like, you've obviously never broken a string then. Okay. Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. Lucky. Very lucky. There's got to be there's so much gunk on them. You know, I don't, I don't think there's anything more embarrassing during a live show than breaking a string. 
Yeah. Like it's either breaking a string or the time that my guitar <laughs> strap, like the actual bolt that holds the guitar strap Came broke out. off. Yeah. And like literally you can't you're like sitting there like trying to like hold it up with your knee <laughs> and like play a show. That or the, when uh they these guys use uh uh wireless guitars. Oh yeah. Uh, and like the transmitter will fuck up somehow. And... Occasionally there'll be like some weird RF issues and you can't get your wireless pack to sync up or whatever. And I just, I just like to move around. I like to jump around in the crowd and like hop off the stage and like get in people's faces and play and stuff. And yeah, just kind of try I try to avoid this whole guy in the back with the crossed arms thing. <laughs> yeah. Like we get want people to move around. We want people to have fun at our shows. Yeah. So you and, go up uh, and physically intimidate them to enjoy this. Oh, show. of course. Yeah. You will like this. You will like this. <laughs> or I'll at least make you uncomfortable. Either way, I've done – I've got you out of the comfort zone. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just get all up in his grill and be like, you're either going to enjoy this or you're going to stop looking like you hate yourself. Yeah, right. and luckily I'll have a belt on so my pants won't fall in the middle <laughs> of that intimidation. <laughs> Your pants but, fall down, uh, and then it, it goes from intimidation to just super weird. Like, okay, <laughs> this or or super <laughs> depending on uh, who it is, yeah, where you are, <laughs> where you are. <laughs> but I, honestly, I don't know what it is, but guitar picks seem to just disappear all the time. Oh, yeah. It's either the wash or something, or yeah. they just they just fall into a void somewhere. We so, uh, uh, we have the same issue with the uh, the keys for the uh, mic stands, the the little uh, oh yeah, mm. those things just disappear. Like we, anytime we find one just laying around, it's like oh somebody attached this to their key ring. Find a way to do that because we're yeah. all we're always looking for mic stand keys. That it, it's yeah. Dang, you mean like the threading? Or yeah, the, the thread like the the. I don't even like my mic stand here doesn't even have one, so I can't. Show oh yeah, yeah. And so it's just like, dang, you know, because yeah. Or, or do, do you have the kind with the the metal bar that you just kind of like? Sh it has like the little metal bar we on have, the side. We have one that's like that, and oh, that's because you. our mic stands got mixed up with a pretty decently sized touring band. And uh, we accidentally grabbed one of their stands and they took one of our cheap stands. So you it's, made an upgrade. Yes, yeah, so we made an unintentional <laughs> upgrade. So, nice. You know, I, I don't even remember where it was. I think it was probably on our Montana trip because that was like the last big, big trip that we made. Mm. Um, so if anybody from Montana is listening and you picked up a random <laughs> stand, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, I, I work at a at a 2000 cap uh venue in nashville and we're always picking up gear that people leave behind yeah the number one thing people leave behind is always keyboard stands for some really? reason like so we, we have so many yeah we've got like at in our back storage room we've got like 10 plus keyboard stands that people leave behind and <laughs> even probably one of the craziest things is we even had somebody who left a like a 400 dollars crash symbol once, oh, wow. and they they never came back for it so i just was like hey steve merry christmas here's the new symbol <laughs> like, it's nice that's but what it, we came out to nashville in january and we were working with some artists and a guy left his uh capo and uh tuner sitting on the on one of the stools and then i called him i was like hey man uh you left your capo and tuner here he was like 
oh, don't worry about it. Those are my backups. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, cool. So, I will take. I told this. you it's 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 guitar picks and the headstock tuners. You're yeah. always losing the headstock <laughs> tuners. <laughs> yeah. And so. somebody was uh, telling me the other day it was uh, drum keys, like the keys mm. to tighten the heads on your drums. I uh, I keep mine on my key ring. Like my, pro tip, pro yeah. tip. Keep, yeah. keep it on the key ring, you'll <laughs> I, never lose it. I've been trying to design a musician's utility thing. Utility belt? <laughs> not, not like, even, you know, like those uh, Craftman pocket knives where you got like the scissors. Yeah. Something like that for musicians, but it's just like a lot of this is the same thing, just a little bit different. So I wouldn't even know how to design this thing, you know? Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm working on that one. That, that's that's kind of... Get, get like a Leatherman kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, like, a, what what would I even put on it? Like uh, it would, tuner, capo, like a, a drum key needs to be on there. Yeah, drum screwdriver. Key. Screwdriver still applies to everybody. Yeah, uh, could have both Phillips and uh, Phillips flathead. flathead. Phillips flathead. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. Bottle opener. Yeah, you gotta have bottle uh, opener. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it was just one of those things where I was just like, "There's so many things we lose on a daily basis, and we need to make like a cra musician's craftsman type situation." So. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. Except they'll just lose that too. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're, everything. If we're being real, <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very true. So. And it's so funny because anytime I go to a show, there's always one person there that's like, hey, who's got a pick? You know? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. Or there will be that one person there that has the uh, clip on the, the guitar pick clip on their stand and it's got like seven guitars. Oh, picks. yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, somebody's been through this once or twice. And then by the end of the show, all the guitar picks are just randomly gone. And it's like, yep. Yeah. They just got to put new ones out every night. Yeah. And that, that was one of the things that I thought about doing early on was making live and amplified guitar picks. So anytime we went to shows and somebody was like, hey, you got a guitar pick? Here, take a bag. And just start <laughs> handing out live and amplified uh, guitar See picks. The funny thing about those uh, mic stand picks is a lot of times those aren't even the picks that that player uses. It's yeah. usually they're just like signature one or whatever with the band name on it that they yeah. throw out to be like, oh, here you go. <laughs> like, and then they're like over here playing with like a Dunlop Jazz 3 or something while yeah. they're throwing out these giant picks with their logo yeah, on it or something. On it. Yeah. And I, actually, I was at a bluegrass festival two years ago. And I never under, they never like knew there was like what you would call high end guitar picks. So like the blues uh, or whatever they're called. The blue chips. <laughs> the blue chips. Yeah, there you go. Those and, are crazy. And this guy who played, uh, I think he was playing banjo at the end of the, or in the middle of the set, he loses his pick. He stops the entire set to try and find this pick. And I'm like, yo, it's just a pick. Don't worry. <laughs> no, about dude. It's and not then, just a pick, like, man. And then he was <laughs> like, don't, don't say that too loud. He was using a blue chip. And I'm like, okay. And he explained Dude, they're like, they're like 75 bucks for yeah. some of them and for a he, single pick. Yeah. He explained it to me. And I was like, well, what kind of fucking moron uses a $75 pick? <laughs> and he was like, that's the better question to ask. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, but, 
first off, I want to thank you all so much for jumping on the podcast. This has been a great conversation. I sure. wasn't sure we were going to go some of the places we did, but <laughs> our, <laughs> oh, um, yeah. oh, we'll we'll go there. Yeah. <laughs> um, where could everybody find you online? Where can they find the music video once it uh, officially drops and new single, all that fun stuff? Uh, you'll hear about it from our Instagram. Like that's the first place to find us. Uh, Instagram.com slash ghost town remedy. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're, we're on anywhere you can find music really. Uh, and then all of our stuff gets uploaded to YouTube. So those are the main spots. It's like Instagram, Spotify, YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We yeah. have Facebook and, you know. Yeah. Not all big, the basic stuff. Not big on Facebook? Just prefer Instagram or? Instagram's uh, easier. <laughs> yeah, basically all of our posts start from Instagram and they just automatically also get posted to Facebook. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're on all of them. You so know what's funny, only- though? I'm was- finding it a lot easier. Like, before I was a hardcore Facebook, like nothing else. And then I just started posting on Instagram semi-regularly, and it's like, yo, this is, like, not as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. It's just it – You get a lot more traction out right. of it because Facebook – I'm so not much, sure if they're doing it as much anymore, but they used to uh, limit your organic reach mm-hmm. so that they could push for their ads and stuff. And they were like, oh, yeah, you may have, like, 2,000 followers, but you only get to, like, 100 of them. Yeah. Right? Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't really notice because usually if I post on Facebook and it's something I really want people to see, I will spam the shit out of it. <laughs> That's one way to do it. <laughs> yeah. And then once it, once I build the organic fo- – well, no, because what's interesting, and maybe you guys could shine some light on this, is I could make a post about something really cool and wanting – like say – Hey, we're launching like completely hypothetical situation. Hey, we're launching a DIY distribution center. All you have to do is submit your music and we'll distribute your music for free. You know, completely not really what's happening, but you know, story Mm -hmm. and crickets, like nobody responds. And then I put out something like, Hey, send me your Spotify link. So I could add your song to my playlist. 5,000 response. Yep. It's like, wait, or really? like, or even better, like in our case, like you post a, like put up a post, like, Hey, we just released a new song, nothing. Then post a meme right after that gets like 200 likes or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. And it, it's just yeah. kind of like, yo guys, like this Spotify is cool, but the, distribution thing was going to help you a lot more than the yeah yeah (laughs) for sure who knows it's going to help you more than the 0.0084 cents of a stream (laughs) that you get (laughs) pretty much oh but yeah once again i want to thank you guys so much for jumping on the podcast i really appreciate it um and then if you guys ever need anything or want to jump on an Insta Live, I've recently started doing those. Those are entertaining as shit. I, I love nice. That. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, once again, thank you so much for jumping on. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys later. Peace. <laughs> I thought you were throwing up the V-dub in the house thing. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> like, wait. 
Vacation. Vacation. Oh, that's so funny. Oh. Uh, you know, you kind of look like Ethan Klein a bit. Do you know him? Yeah, I know who he is. Nobody's supposed to know. Why'd you say that? <laughs> um. Yeah, so obviously this was streaming. I was actually watching some H3 podcasts right before we hopped on this. <laughs> gotcha. Is that why we started? No, I'm just... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this obviously was streaming on Facebook, so we're good there. Um, we will release the audio version tomorrow, and it'll be up on Spotify, iTunes, oh, awesome. and a whole bunch of other places. Um and then, yeah, if you guys need help promoting anything or, uh, you know, whatever, just let me know. I'd love to help you out. For sure. We, we'll most likely hit you up again right before the record comes out. Okay. Or, or right after. Maybe right after would be better. Mm-hmm. But sometime around that time frame. Okay. We'd definitely yeah. love to hop on again. Um, so. Let's see. So the new single you said drops this Friday or next Friday? This Friday. This Friday? Wait, what's today? Yeah, today is the, today's today's Monday, Monday, the 20th. Yeah, yeah, it is this Friday. Wait, yeah. Do I have anybody for the 6th? Hold on a minute. Uh, sorry, we, we just start. I don't know if you guys seen the uh, radio live stream that we do on Sunday nights. And oh. I was just thinking maybe for the new single, that might be kind of cool. Wait, yeah, TJ, you sent me something for a couple of weeks ago, I want to say. Hmm. I'm so confused. I think so, yeah. Uh, run together. I have to go back into my catalog now and find out. What For sure. We... Yeah, what did I send you? You sent me some. Uh, I'll have to find it. Yeah. Probably, pro- yeah, I think I probably sent you the, maybe the links to the, the tracks and stuff that are out already, yeah. possibly. Uno momento. Uh, let's see if it was Spotify. Oh, it's for therapy. Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah, cuz that would have been the first first show that we did. That was the very first episode that we did for Oh, yeah, that that was when you guys were just getting started with this. Did you guys start like back in June maybe? Or was uh, it May? For the uh, for like the podcast? No, 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 for the podcast. We've or, been doing the podcast for uh almost 5 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. We, well, I'm I'm way off then. <laughs> yeah, no, the for like the live streaming, the live streaming aspect of it, we just started mm. doing in April. Okay, yeah, I knew there was one aspect of it that was like very recent. Yeah, oh, uh, uh, and relatively. Yeah, like cuz even even though we've been doing it for almost 5 years, um it, it it was one of those things where we'd only do like maybe 12 or 13 pot like one podcast a month. Like we were only like we weren't doing podcasts that regularly. It was just one of those deals where, hey, Kira is going to be in town this weekend, and they want to do something, but we don't. They don't have time to do like a full session. Can we just do an interview? You know. Yeah. Um, it was cool. one of those deals. So, but yeah. Um, no, the uh, the we are live stream is like a radio thing that we're trying to get off the ground cool so uh so do you do you guys do like performances or is it more just like actual like radio content like 
let's play your track or something or yeah that that's more of what it is um it's more just play the the studio cut gotcha uh, so we play the cool. studio, um and then usually what we do if like the single just dropped we'll bring the band in to talk about that specific single and so oh, okay yeah so it'll be like hey so you just dropped this um nice yeah we'll we'll talk about it we'll play it you know and that that that's cool because it's like an hour it's only like an hour long and then but the interview itself is maybe 15 minutes okay so yeah it's a quickie yeah yeah i mean feel free to use the the new single that's coming out on friday like or any of the other songs like yeah we don't care just yeah play as many as you want (laughs) i know my uh we are uh, my staff writer that does all of our digital writing content picked out i think it was therapy for uh to do a review on sometime this week nice oh nice killer oh, yeah i think it was therapy i have to go back and double check like she puts nice. out like she we have this email thing and it's just like yo i'll try and go through it as i can but mm-hmm. just go if something strikes you and you want to write it just let me know and I'll give that one a specific listen. And that was one of the songs that she had on there. So, Oh, nice. killer. Nice. So. Yeah. It's, it's always nice getting pressed when you don't actually try for it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, and what's killing me right now is I got some, I've made some, like, obviously doing this for the last five years, I've made some friends and they think because we do like one podcast or one acoustic session together, it's like, Oh, Hey, we're the best of friends and I'll drop everything to do something for them. And it's like, yes, I will. But (laughs) I'm also not going to like, if you release a song and I just don't think it's that good, I'm not going to (laughs) jeopardize, you know, like, so I got the quality of your show. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where I got a friend in Tallahassee. She just released, uh, I don't know if it's her first single or a new single. Like, it's like the first time she went into a recording studio to like Uh, record this thing. And it's like, man, it just doesn't fit. Like, it just doesn't work for me. Like, I mean, it's fine. It's a fine song, but it's just like, it's not like the thing to represent who this person is. And I really don't think it's like article worthy. And sure. And it's like, she's just asking me, like, well, will you please write me an article? And it's like, I, 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 like. Yeah, just, that's tough. Yeah. And it, it's just one of those things where I was just like, I just don't think the song's that good. I don't know what to tell it. Yeah, but I don't want to <laughs> yeah. tell her that way because she's, like, very emotionally tied to a lot of the opinions I have about her music. 